You know, we tell you that if you want to leave a voicemail, go to speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Most of the time you guys leave a very positive voicemail, but we have one that we uh, need to address today. Uh, so it's, a, it's kind of a special episode. I'll explain after I play the music for a little bit and pretend like there's an intro. Yes, my name is Joe Batanz, and this is, you know, you're used to getting two shows a week right there in your Drag Race recap feed, and we're bringing that back. We took a little bit of a break after UK v. The World, and uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a show where the first 10 minutes or 20 minutes or so, whatever is natural, we'll be talking about some sort of Drag Race-related topic, and then we'll talk about... Whatever drag shows are out there, they won't be full recaps. So today we're going to talk about Drag Race España. It'll be about fifteen minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, whatever natural length of just people kikiing about the latest episode. So we want to make sure and cover those episodes, but uh, we can't do full recaps of those. That's too much. But uh, for this segment today, we brought on uh, my co-host over at RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. I usually have something written for this, but uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. How are you? Hello, Joseph. Are you mentally prepared for I just told Taylor we got a very critical voicemail. Oh, the day I've had today. This is the cherry on the cake of my day. So, oh, you're kidding. Yeah. No. I... This is... I've, I am intrigued. I have not heard it yet, and I am intrigued as to what a faithful listener has to say. Yeah, this is so. This is the funny thing here is, uh, I got the voicemail yesterday just as I was about to go out on a different show called Throwing Down, which is available to all tiers, by the way, over at patreon.com slash afterthought media. Might as well get that plug out of the way. So I figured, oh, because usually when we get a voicemail, they are like, Joe, I love you. I love Ross. You know, I love Carson. It's something like that. And this uh, voicemail was anything but. I was very, I was shaken up by it. Shooketh, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was- To use a phrase the kids used in 2017. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I like to do. And um, I was thinking, like, well, we'll play this during the regular recap. But I figured it needed so much analysis- and so much, not, look, not a lot. I'm just saying, I don't want to take 20 minutes out of the fucking regular show or 10 minutes or whatever to talk about this voicemail. So let's talk about mm-hmm. it now. Okay. okay. All right. It's by a guy who on a voicemail identifies himself as Griffy. Okay. And I'm going to give you a choice. Do you just want to hear the voicemail in one sitting or do you want to hear it in little pieces? I think I would be best served to, how long is it? A minute 17. Let's listen to it in its entirety. Okay. Oh, he's getting ready. And then if we need to dissect it more, we can. I think we will. But okay, I'll let you listen to it in its entirety. I want to say, just for pure journalistic ethics, there's something I have to say after we play it in its entirety, but I'll, I'll save it for the end. Okay. But Griffey, Griffey left this yesterday. Here we go. Hey, I just listened, finished listening to the Mulan Rue episode. And uh, like a lot of episodes um, of your Drag Race recap show, 
you really spend a lot of time complaining about the show and how many episodes there are and acting as if there's some in you know some mysterious business decision behind having more episodes or whatever so let me tell you that um they're having more episodes because the more episodes the more money and people are watching all of them because people actually like the show and people listen to your podcast because they like the show so to hear you guys bitching about how there's you know more episodes than you would like really just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. No one wants to hear you bitching about how you don't like the show or there's too many episodes or like blah, blah, blah. Like also Taylor saying that this is like a good rusical. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like the worst rusical ever. But just like, honestly, just shut the fuck up about how there's too many episodes. Like just fucking watch it. Okay. So Taylor, you've listened Okay. Taylor is thinking. I, and, and, and I have another shoe to drop, but I, I want to wait. I want to get this because he's really, really, I will give Taylor this. He's really processing this. Taylor is a professional <laughs> who's had a hard day. And so I can tell he's really trying to process this. And so Taylor, are you, are you ready with your opinion first? Yes. Okay. What is your opinion? So I guess. One thing that comes to mind is in therapy, I will often say to a client, what you just said is incongruent. Mm -hmm. And this Griffey person said things that are incongruent. Sure. Because on the one hand, he said that we are looking at this like business people Mm-hmm. And that we are looking at it where we are trying to dissect why they're doing so many shows because and we think that it's some weird business decision. Mm-hmm. And then 10 fucking seconds later says the reason they do it is make more money. That's a business decision. Mm-hmm. So what you just said, Griffey, mm-hmm. is that Joe and I are correct. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Yeah. At no point have I said I don't like the show. Mm hmm. If I didn't like the show, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do a podcast with my friend Joe every single week, mm-hmm. except for weeks that I go out of town with my husband. Yeah. I do enjoy the show. Not that I have to defend myself to you. Yeah. But just for the record, if we're getting this on the record, yeah. I do enjoy Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race. I enjoy the community that Joe has set up with Afterthought. Well, everybody except one person. Lori. I enjoy Lori. Yes, Lori. Absolutely. Griff, I'm sorry. Griffey everybody, is, but Griff, two, everybody, but two people. Griffey is not an Afterthought. He clearly listens in the public feed. Okay. Well, in that case, Griffey. So, so at this point, we do not think that Griffey is a, is a patron. No, because he listens to the public okay. feed. Yeah. Okay. Then go fuck yourself. Oh. Okay. Don't listen. Go listen to All Right, Mary. Go listen to Race Chasers. Go listen to one of these shows where they suck the dick of World of Wonder. That's not what our show is about. Well, I won't say Race Chaser sucks World of Wonder's dick, but okay. I think half of Race Chaser may suck World of Wonder's dick. Sure. Ultimately, this is a show that my dear friend Joe Batanz and Mm -hmm. I do because we enjoy dissecting and looking at it from a different perspective Mm -hmm. than these shows that want to suck the dick of World of Wonder. 
that wants so bad to eventually get the rosé on mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a guest host mm-hmm. that are just going to, yes, queen, slay everything. We mm-hmm. could do that. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. absolutely do that. Yeah. We choose not to mm-hmm. because we choose to be authentic in our thoughts and our conjectures and our theories mm-hmm. as friends will often do. So ultimately, and we can dissect this even more if you'd like, Joe, mm-hmm. and you may have thoughts about this that I am not sharing. And if I am saying something that is not true to your brand, please, mm-hmm. you can either tell me or you can edit it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't like our show, mm-hmm. don't listen. Yeah. There is this beautiful button on all podcasting devices, and that button is unsubscribe. Just hit the unsubscribe button. Well, I think there's a more beautiful button, which is a premium subscription where you get (laughs) where you get. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This is this is something where I have feelings about the length of the season. Mm -hmm. You also don't know shit that's going on in my life Mm -hmm. that I don't share with Joe on this show Mm -hmm. or with my co-hosts on Pod as my co-pilot. Found at Pod as my co-pilot dot com and. I I don't see a need to defend somebody who has – to justify myself mm-hmm. to somebody who has a choice whether or not to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of my thought on it in a nutshell. All right. Well, we're going to go over this piece by piece, I'm gonna, and we're going to dissect it a little bit. What Am I, I wrong in what I just said no, at I all? Mean, that's who you are. And I'm going to give my thoughts in a second, but I wanted you to get it out. Now, one of the things I've not told you before uh, (laughs) is that we have Griffey live on the air. Griffey, Griffey, come on the air. No, 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 no. There was something I I actually, this is the first time I've ever done this. I edited something out of the podcast, of the voicemail. This is, this edit, this voicemail has been edited for content. And Griffey at the very end of the voicemail said something. And I'm not going to say it on the air. I'll tell you off the air. Really, 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 really offensive about a former co-host on this show. Okay. And uh, which I think you might, I think for sure you would, feel that pushed Griffey over the edge from disgruntled to asshole. Right? Uh, Will Smith would have walked up and punched him and slapped him in the face. Okay. <laughs> And, um, but I, t- I took that out of the show. Okay. Cause I didn't want it out there in the public. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's analyze this. All right. Because there's actually, you're right. There are inconsistencies in what Griffey says or things that we should explain. Maybe, you know, maybe he just is not getting it. All right. Here we go. Hey, I just listened. I also want the record to show that I think Griffey has a very hot voice. And I know I shouldn't say this, but I was very troubled by this because. I was like, I don't like that he has such an attractive voice and that he says such horrible things, you know? And I want the record to show that I don't think I've ever complained about the number of episodes, Griffey, if that affects whether you're attracted to me. <laughs> okay. Finished listening to the Mulan Rue episode. Oh, really quickly, too. The, the fact that he insulted a former co-host in, in, in a way that you would need to know intimate details about this former co-host which means that he's been listening since the beginning which anyway okay 
I'll, I'll cover that at the end. And uh, if like, I don't, Taylor, remind me. Like a lot of episodes um, of your Drag Race recap show, you really spend a lot of time complaining about the show and how many episodes there are and acting as if... Taylor wants to stop How much time do you think we spend on that? I don't know. I feel like we spend maybe a minute or two in which I make a joke about it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this week, I feel like we talked about it a little bit more at the end. We had a more in-depth conversation about it. That in-depth conversation was five minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Did we complain about it the entire episode? Did we complain about it the entire season? No, I would actually say I I can only... I don't, I'll be honest with you, and this is not you, not me. I don't remember much of what anything we say because I record the show and then I forget about it. But if I'm going through what I remember, I actually think both of us in different respects have said positive things, at least about the cast. Have said positive things at least about the cast. And what I will say right now, I was going to say later, I'll say it now because it's kind of addressed here is, He's clearly been listening for a long time because he says, you know, like you do on most of your episodes, blah, 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 is I will say the show on the whole is more positive and has been it since the early days of the show. In the very early days of the show, I feel we were a lot more negative. Okay. And we have since shifted to a more positive take on the show. I'm not saying completely positive. Okay. But, uh, but there's that. Hey, hey, you know, part two is, you know, a couple of years ago, I came to the conclusion that this is not, even though it's called Drag Race Recap, and it is a Drag Race Recap show, the fundamental purpose is not to recap and to be a fan service show. As much as I, as I, you know, we already had the name, but like, I really think about it as a comedy show about RuPaul's Drag Race, you know? Um, okay. And, and I want to correct something that you said that was sort of wrong. Is that you said we don't want Rose. And you're true. I don't want Rose. I don't want any contestants. We have had, I don't know if you remember this, we've had Ross and Carson on a couple of times. <laughs> that is true. I stand correct. Yes. I absolutely stand. We, we've correct. had Ross and Carson. They do come on the show. But you're right. That, if they if they didn't come on the show, if they stopped coming, I'd be fine with that. They, they just show up. I don't even invite them. Yeah. Okay. And as always, when you go get like a glass of water, which is weird, which yeah. tells me that they know they're doing something that they shouldn't be well, doing because they yes. wait for you to. They're speak little it. imps, yes. They're mischievous <laughs> little imps. imps. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is a comedy show, and I think calling it a comedy show about RuPaul's Drag Race frees us from having to love the show at any one point. You know, like in other words, there's another show that we have called The Sydney Gays. Where we literally rip apart a horrible podcast called The Sydney Gaze. In no way do I love the show The Sydney Gaze. Now, I actually do. I do like RuPaul's Drag Race. But I don't have – and because of what the show is now, I don't have any sort of uh, special uh, order to love RuPaul's Drag Race. I could no. be hate watching it if I wanted. All right. But also for the record, I have not complained about the number of episodes because I will be here every week like Sisyphus trying to push that fucking boulder over the hill. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's continue on with Griffey here. There's some, in, you know, some mysterious business decision behind having more episodes or whatever. So like, I don't think it's a mysterious business decision. I don't think it's mysterious either. 
RuPaul has realized that she, a washed up one hit wonder from the nineties realized that she hit the jackpot. So she is going to milk every opportunity she can to squeeze more, to frack more money out of world of wonder Mm -hmm. and get a little bit more with each, with each uh, series, with each episode, with each sponsor, with each um, international where she's a producer She's going to do everything she can. And I don't blame her. Yeah. I think I, any of us would do that. I it think, doesn't mean. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. The closest I've ever gotten to a conspiracy with this is that I would say I think that they see the numbers. They have data. They have a lot of data. Okay. Mm-hmm. They know exactly who's watching, what kind of people are watching, blah, 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 blah. They pay a lot of money for that. And that they probably either, and I'm not saying that this data is correct, but they probably have some information that is like this fad is probably only going to last this long. Yeah. So they're like, okay, the prediction by the numbers is that the drag phenomena will be over by 2025. I'm making this up. So we are going to milk this fucking shit as much as we can and make every fucking penny until it dies. Because you have to understand something. Even if you just look at the history of RuPaul, Randy and Fenton, they didn't have hits for many years, right? Right. And now they have a hit where, like, we're old. We are going to milk. We are going to wring every fucking penny from this that we can. We don't care. Where they might disagree, and I do have a disagreement about this, is, Mama, you don't have to. Just limit the number of episodes per season, and it could go a much longer. But maybe RuPaul's like, I don't want to go that way. I want to retire. You know, right. who knows? Right. But I, knows? I do not think that the number of episodes is some mysterious business decision. And I don't think it's by accident. I think it's very, very calculated. Where we disagree is the longevity of it. Yes, Taylor, you have a question. Okay. Well, an example of this that would not be, that would be similar and yet different is a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. trying to fill a spot on their schedule, Fox did a remake of a show from Asia where they had celebrities in masks yeah. singing songs. And I think everybody thought it was going to be a one season thing mm-hmm. that was a filler. And mm-hmm. they realized they had a jackpot on their hands. Mm-hmm. So now there is at least two iterations every year, maybe three mm-hmm. of where they are constantly looking this because they know at some point when they have not even at this point, I would say they have C to D list celebrities. When they get down to like F list celebrities and nobody gives a shit anymore, then they have to end that show. The same thing is, the same thing is going to happen with Rue, where these girls are, these contestants are going to get nicer and nicer and nicer. And there is not going to be nearly the drama that there was on a season two, three, four, five, six. And everyone's going to get bored of it. Another example is when you and I talked about this, who wants to be a millionaire? It was a mid season yes. replacement in like the year 2000. They did like a 10 episode run in like the spring and it was a monster hit. It was getting like 30 million views or something, a, 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 an episode. And then they go ABC. And I don't know if this was a wise business decision or not. I think it's a poor one, but maybe there's something we don't know where they're like, Oh, really? Now we're going to do it five nights a week. And then it died. You know, right? But maybe and we're going to do knew. syndicated. Yeah, maybe they knew it's not going to last like this forever. Let's get as much money out of this as we can. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I I yeah. don't think it's a smart decision. All right, here we go. 
Let me tell you that um, there. Let me tell you. Okay, now this is where we're shifting. We're shifting into now like a, a solips, like a a, a a a solipsism type of view, where it's like because I believe this. Yeah. Everyone else must. Now, now we're going to we're, we're going to be we're going to be schooled right now. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, but be also on someone who knows so much more yeah. about drag race. Yeah. And by and the we way, know nothing. By the way, and we should just cover this right now. We are not the only ones who feel this way. Oh no! no I'm, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Trust me. That, we that are not the only ones that feel that way. I read a lot of Drag Race. I don't listen to podcasts, but I do read a lot of Drag Race recap, uh, like Entertainment Weekly and Vulture and all that, and tweets, social media. I was going to say, go on Twitter five minutes after the show ends. Go on Reddit. <laughs> Yeah. Or go on Reddit. Go yeah. on go on Twitter after nobody went home this week. Go back yeah. and read those. Yeah. But apparently you and I are the only two that feel this yeah. way. Right, here we go. Having more episodes because the more episodes, the more money, and people are watching all of them because people Okay, so that that Griffey, that kind of sounds like a business decision. Yeah. But but they're not doing it. It's a, it's it's not a clearly a business decision because that's what Joe and I think. And you're getting ready to tell us that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Can we can we expound on that a little bit? People actually like the show. We like the show. Yeah, we wouldn't do this show if we did not like the show. Again, well, as I said before, and people listen to your podcast because they like the show. Okay, which we appreciate, and we enjoy interactions with. Almost all of our listeners. Well, what I would also say too, actually, and this is going to be a very a little bit of uh, I don't do I really don't think I do this as often, but Griffey, I welcome you just to type in the search term "drag race" into your Apple Podcasts, and the top four shows that come up are um, Race Chaser, Obvi, mm-hmm. Drag Her, All Right Mary, and Us. So those four shows seem to be tapping into some sort of zeitgeist. And I run the show, and I can tell you our numbers are not going down. So we people seem to be agreeing with us. Does that make any sense? No. I, I think that there are where they listen, because we also have a slightly different perspective than those other shows. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So to hear you guys bitching about how there's, you know, more episodes than you would like, really just... I just want, once again, I just want to say, I blame Taylor. Okay, go ahead, Taylor. And I will take that. <laughs> I will absolutely take that. I do complain about it. I do complain about it. I'm going to be here every week, okay? I'm like in prison. But, but- <laughs> because... And we're going to get to that later. But yeah. like... When you watch like a okay, and I'm gonna I'm going to leave myself wide open for jokes here. Yeah. You watch a football season, mm-hmm. you know the first week of the season and the last week of the season, culminating in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves the well, I'm assuming we're gonna yeah. get to that in a minute. Oh. Most people that enjoy the NFL enjoy the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of waiting for my Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure because you follow social media. Did you see that social media post that there have been the same number of episodes that no one has gone home as there have been in the entire run of UK versus the world? Yes, I have seen that. So there have been six episodes where no one went home 
and out six of episodes, twelve. This was 12. episode twelve, right? Yeah. So half of the episodes this season, no one went home. Yeah, and I don't know so if it wasn't if it wasn't a show with you or somebody else. Is I said, look, if they brought on eighteen girls, and someone went home every week, I would feel That's I don't know, I'd be happy about that. But I would, it would there. I think what it is is the show promises. Because like, think about this. Imagine if American Idol did the same thing, where if American Idol had six episodes where no one was eliminated, people would be very upset. Or Big Brother right. or Survivor. Take any yeah. of those shows. If they had even 30% of their show episode, right? No, even though technically 50% right now. But if 30 to 40% of their episodes, nobody went home on those elimination episodes – they would people would be very very they would be exhausted because you know what you're you work in mental health you know mm-hmm. taylor there is something that when the show you expect something we go to it for comfort and it builds and builds and builds to an expectation and when yes. you don't get it even if it's blood then uh you leave almost anxious almost unsatisfied you know? No, unsatisfied is definitely you want to see you want to see the contestants on the show mm-hmm. that you love succeed, and you want to see the ones that you're not rooting for go away. Mm-hmm. There is no by by having half of the episodes not have an elimination. There is no um, weight to the show there is no there is there's no um stakes there's no stakes to the show at this point it's everybody walking in children with nature at this point it's one of these things too i know this is not a a very good analogy but i'm just trying to talk about how people might feel is let's say for instance i made this decree by the way i'm really i'm really stretching this here taylor let's say i made a decree that uh, our podcast will never be more than an hour on the public feed okay and There's been 12 episodes, but half the episodes, we got to maybe the looks, and I said, well, the hour's up. If you want to hear the rest, go over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join at the you know premium level, and you can hear the rest of the episode. If we did that one time, people may be like, okay, well, whatever. He went over. But if I did that half the time, people uh-huh. would stop listening to the show. Yeah. Now, I know it's yeah. not a perfect – that's not even a really a good analogy at all. But the point is the frustration that you built up goodwill and then you use up that goodwill. All right. Here we go, Griffey. This leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. No. How does he know? Guess How him? does he know that it leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth when we have a wonderful community over at Discord that agrees with us on, on yeah. that? And that is a minuscule amount of listeners that – we have as joe said he has the numbers and people are still listening so is it really everybody or is it you assuming that because you agree with it you think that everyone else thinks that yeah yeah okay here we go no one wants to hear you bitching about how you don't like the show or there's too many episodes Mm -hmm. when did we say we don't like the show at what point, Griffey, if you're still listening at this point, and there's part of me that doesn't like that we're doing this because I feel like Griffey is just beating off listening to the two of yeah. us argue with him. Griffey, I like – Griffey, can you send me a video of that, that by the way? On. What were you saying, Taylor? <laughs> I would like – I would love if he could go back through a through a a, a a smattering of episodes and find a clip where I said, I don't like this show. Please. Please. And by the but way, again, you, you can send it. I would it. not donate – I'm not done. I would not donate – not donate. I would not invest 
four hours of my week between watching the show where I sit and feverishly take notes and then get up on a, early on a Saturday morning, not nearly as early as Joe does to appease me, the grand diva, and talk about the show for upwards of 90 minutes to two hours. I wouldn't, I would, I like to think that I like myself a little more than that. I would not invest that much time in something that I do not enjoy doing. Your argument is invalid. Thank you. I also want everyone to know my hair looks really good today. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Everyone feels this way. Who is he polling? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. All right. I had some other point, but I don't remember what it was. Here we go. Or like blah blah blah. Like also Taylor saying. Also wait, you why would I mean? Look, I by the way, anyone can leave a voicemail uh, at speakpipe.com/slash/afterthoughtmedia. And by the way, I appreciate and people do send me on Instagram usually constructive criticism, constructive, right? And I appreciate mm-hmm. constructive criticism. I really do. And I, I wish they those people had a form so they could say, yeah, Joe writes us very nice messages back, thanking us and whatnot to constructive criticism. I implement it sometimes. Yeah. So do not use this because Taylor and I are taking thirty minutes to dist- to to dissect and destroy this guy's voicemail. That that any form of criticism we freak out over. All right, here we go. That this is like a good rusical. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? It's like the worst rusical ever. That sounds like somebody who doesn't like the show. Do you think he's trolling us? I don't know if he's trolling us or if this is if we're um, imbibing mm-hmm. while we're leaving this voicemail mm-hmm. or whatever. But so on the one hand, you literally said ten to fifteen seconds ago, it's clear we don't like the show. Following it up with me saying that I liked the show. Mm-hmm. Which is it, Griffey? Can't have it both ways. That's what we call incongruence in therapy. But just like, honestly, just shut the fuck up about how there's too many episodes. Like, just fucking watch it. Or don't listen to us. Yeah, don't listen. Don't, don't listen. ever tell me to shut the fuck up on oh my, my show. Gosh. No, don't ever. No, and that, that's one of those that... You you don't, with the exception of you mm-hmm. on this show, you're the only person allowed to tell me to shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, I'm glad. Everyone remember that he said that. <laughs> but also know that there are ramifications for that. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're not going to tell me to shut the fuck up on a show that I enjoy being a part of and have for five, six years at this point we've been doing this, at least. Yeah. It's been- I started in in season... It's been like going on six years, yeah, for you. Season eight, I think it's, it's seven 14. for me. I think we started in 2015. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Griffey. That Taylor, thank you for being here. We've addressed his voicemail. By the way, Griffey, uh, if you want to answer anything Taylor said, we have a complaint email. It is the best of today at gmail.com. Go ahead and email that there, and we will get that there. Also, by the way, you know, if you're going to speak out. You have to be prepared to get response back. If you are a listener, uh, afterthought or a listener in the public feed and you have something to say at Griffey's voicemail, if you want to address Griffey's voicemail, please feel free to do that at uh, speakpipe.com slash afterthought media and we will address it on a future show. Yes, Taylor. And I want to say for anybody you mentioned before, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm all here for constructive criticism. If there's something mm-hmm. that people think that we can do that and say it in a way that is 
one, constructive, two, Mm -hmm. respectful, Mm -hmm. three, understands our brand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I want to hear it. I don't want this to be where people are afraid to say things that they don't like about the show because they're afraid of getting the wrath of Joe and or Taylor. We've seen this happen before about once a year. Somebody loses their their rights or their privileges. (laughs) But this this is where, you know, this was uncalled for. Yeah. At this point. And, and I want to say the hidden deep below the, the things that Griffey said and how he said it, there could have been constructive criticism there. And maybe well, I have to go back and listen. Maybe we were too negative or whatnot, even though I think we're more positive on the whole than we were in the past. But, and I, I have said more positive things about these girls and episodes that I'm like, that was a really good episode. Yeah. I liked things like I liked the, uh, the Lala Perusa or whatever the hell it was called. I mm-hmm. I liked th- this episode. I feel like there was another episode recently that I went, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Daytona wind. I liked Daytona wind, except for the farting there, there was, there are things about this season that I do like. You don't have there to defend yourself about this against season. Griffey. You have to defend. And by huh? the way, you don't defend yourself against Griffey. We covered well, it. I, well, yeah, go ahead. Okay. And also I kind of feel like as far as this goes, this is the last time I'm talking about Griffey, at least okay. publicly. If he responds and you want to share with me what he says, that's fine. But Griffey, as one last thing, there's this beautiful button called unsubscribe. I encourage you to hit it. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how much we hate. I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I have not watched Drag Race Espana yet. We're covering this in different time frames. Okay. So I've not watched it yet. I don't hate Drag Race Espana. I was just making a joke. We'll see you guys. I've right. heard good things about it. Oh, have you? Oh, okay. Good. So no, we, I've heard I've heard really good things about it, but my husband says he won't watch it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then we'll talk about race. it. Right oh, now. wait a minute. Babalu said that he's sick of Drag Race. I guess he hates it too. Well, don't listen to uh, That's So Babalu. All right, guys. We'll be back right after this break. I didn't do it because Christian believe, thought it was a recording. It's not a recording. Uh, I just shout, yeah, uh, uh, during the real thing. Well, what you're going to start shouting when I'm hosting with you is the word bitch. Because Trots Away says we're playing a drinking game. And every time I say the word bitch, mm-hmm. we will take a sip, take a swig, take a shot, whatever yeah. you guys want to do. But I'm here for the drinking game starting now. Well, I feel like people are going to die from alcohol poisoning. Probably. Yeah. What is your worst hangover story? Uh, well, you know, you're not, you're almost there. But when you, when you hit your thirties, the hangovers get really bad, like really, really bad. And so for my cr- friends, my friend Chris, his 40th birthday party, I got, that's probably the last time I got blind drunk. I got blind drunk, mama. And uh I I I knew I was gonna be, so I rented a hotel room close by. And I woke up in the hotel and I was in pain. And I was in pain for like a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A week, sis? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's coming. Well, I already can feel the changes shifting and i'm just like get ahead of it now christian you're 28 years old yeah like don't trash your body so often i mean i get weed hangovers 
Oh, you do? And I smoke weed almost every day. J-Curves, you know, we're, we're fucking smoking chimneys mm-hmm. up in the house. Wait, I, I'm wait. surprised you didn't get contact high when you visited me. I did. But let me let me tell everybody, uh, you are in beautiful Modesto, California, without a microphone. So you're on your Apple AirPods. That's why this sounds different. But uh, Yes, guys. I am in lovely Modesto because hopefully my car will be ready tomorrow. I got in a car accident five weeks ago. They've been taking their sweet-ass time to fix my vehicle, dealing with insurance and everything was getting me down for a little bit, but you know, back better than ever. And I'll be back in LA tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, tomorrow you're thinking. Yeah. I have a 30th birthday party brunch, not birthday party, a 30th birthday brunch on Saturday for one of my best friends from college that lived with me for four years. Jessica lived with her too, since Jessica moved in and she just moved out last month. She got her own place in Hollywood. She bought her own apartment. And what about the one? Because I'm more interested in the party you're going to on Sunday, which is oh, with Robert. Yeah, you and Robert from Bring It to the Runway, our other show that you have on. Uh, you guys are going. You're adults, and you're going to an adult birthday party in a park. Yeah, what a vibe! What a fucking vibe! Don't you think so? Like you guys, I haven't been to a birthday party at a park. <laughs> in god knows how long but for an adult that's so funny now i'm noticing your skin looks particularly beautiful today i don't know if it's the lighting in modesto or whatnot and you are doing uh are you still selling uh facials in your house uh oh my god you make it sound like i'm in a fucking brothel okay no so i am it i'm an esthetician everyone um, but my full-time job um, is in marketing. I work in marketing for a beauty brand. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, I had a lot of downtime. And for mm-hmm. selfish reasons, I wanted to go to esthetician school so I can get the license so I can purchase wholesale. Okay. Because I realized, I started doing the math and I said, you spend so much money on skincare. Mm-hmm. The investment you're making in this esthetician license yeah. is worth it in the long run. Okay. So um, I ended up loving it. And I never thought that I would have liked actually getting people treatments. But um, my approach is not really like, oh, yeah, you get to relax for a little bit. But I like more corrective, more drastic results. And now I set up that room where my roommate used to live mm-hmm. um i just converted it to my treatment room yeah. so now i paid double the rent but it's worth it because it's a passion of mine but yeah but people can book facials with you via your instagram yes. i take it right and i'm thinking we need to do it t- and i will pay this is not me trying to get a free facial i will pay but we should document it on tiktok but do you, can you already tell what you would do for me for a facial? Like, what would happen? What would happen if I went to you for a facial? And we'll put it up. We'll put it on TikTok. All right, guys. So pretty much every facial starts off with a consultation, very thorough, and then a skin analysis. Ooh. So unfortunately, Joe, due to your age, you automatically go into the mature category. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're instantly going to go into something that's more age management driven. And I believe in giving you a healthy complexion, not a perfect complexion, Mm -hmm. not a beautiful complexion. I don't use words like that. Um, When it comes to skin, uh, all skin is beautiful. Skin doesn't know what color it is. And we just got to help it maintain health. 
So for you, I would do some strong exfoliation because I can tell that what you used to use, I'd probably do like a mixture of a chemical peel uh-huh. with enzymes, with mm-hmm. scrub, um, mm-hmm. but I don't use apricots, okay, unlike you. And, I don't use um, it anymore. Now I'm on to the Neutrogena, uh, some blue jelly thing. Oh, yeah. Let's just keep polluting the ocean with microplastics. Yay. Doesn't hurt me. I won't be here. <laughs> but Aiden will. But Aiden will be here, Joe. Aiden will hopefully outlive me, and he'll hopefully outlive you. And what are you going to do for poor Aiden? By the way, you guys, I never knew what Joe's boyfriend looked like mm-hmm. until Joe sent us a picture. And he's so cute. Joe, work, mm-hmm. bitch. He's really, really cute. Yeah, that's why you got to. That's why you have you. Yeah, that's why you have to have a hit podcast. That's what happens when you have a hit podcast. Is he get cuter <laughs> guys? Yeah. Talent, honey. She has C U N T. Yeah, charisma. He was attracted to your C U N T, honey. Yeah, that's exactly what she's attracted to. But you know what we're here to talk about today? <laughs> tortillas. <laughs> tortillas. Spanish tortillas. Which have you have you ever had no, a Spanish? Do they have, do they have tortillas? In oh, Spain? but you don't know what a Spanish Western. tortilla is? No. Oh, it's actually really good. It's uh, they take onions, like and they they slice them up. They uh, saute mm-hmm. them in some olive oil. Then they put in some sliced potatoes, and then they saute that too. And then they put an egg over it, and they cook it up, and then they slice it like a pie, and they serve it with a garlic aioli. Well, aioli is garlic. Aioli is garlic, but garlic mayonnaise. That sounds so fucking delicious. It is just delicious. Wow. Well, okay. So this is a serious question, everyone. Spanish yeah. is a language. Hispanic sure means origin of Spain. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Wouldn't you say Hispanic food, not Spanish food? For for Spanish? I don't know. It's Hispanic. And that's why that term is problematic when it's used to categorize Mexicans, because not all Mexicans have origins of Spain. And it's truly a government term to erase culture or to just mass and lump all latin americans and that's something we got to bring up because our special guest is gloria trevi (laughs) she sure is Uh uh-huh and gloria trevi is a latin american icon i didn't know she was big in spain you know there is crossover Uh but not really i wouldn't say that mexican stars are really popping in spain and i wouldn't say uh, Hispanic stars are popping in Latin America. Wait, 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 wait. I want to stop you because Jordan says something right now. Maybe you can educate me on this. He says Spanish is a language, but Spanish people don't exist. What does that mean? Exactly. Because you, it's not like, oh, Joe, let's say you're from Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm here with my Spanish bestie. No, it's my Hispanic bestie. Oh. Yes, and that's why that term is really annoying. It irks me, you guys. This is one of my fucking pet peeves. And <laughs> and I just it's literally one of those things that I'm like I could just tell how uneducated someone is when they want to talk about like mass populations and shit. Yeah. Not you. I'm not calling you out. No, no, no. Like, I, I didn't like know that. this. I didn't know this. So that's Right, so let's say like a Trumper on a soapbox, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, no, bitch. Like, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So for me, something I learned in college, mm-hmm. it's like I call myself Mexican-American because that yeah. is what I am. My yeah. parents are from Mexico and I was born in America, but my ties are very strong to 
Mexican culture. I was raised very traditionally. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are. You feel very similarly. Mm-hmm. I would say you fall more under Chicano culture because yeah. you are from SoCal, born and raised. And that culture is beautiful. And it really, there is slight crossover. But I would say, like, I don't speak English when I'm at home with my mom. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. my sister and I don't communicate to our family in English. We only speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So it's very different because Chicanos, I found a lot of them don't really speak Spanish that well. So there's guilty. (laughs) Right. So it's a little different. Right. And you would, and I would say, you know, you are older. Mm -hmm. So you would assume it's usually the older generations, um, like the older cousins that know the language and then the younger cousins, it starts getting lost. Well, you know, I'm younger than you. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know it better than you. So it's like, that's, that's a little bit of the difference because we really come from campesinos. So like, you guys, my grandparents were picking strawberries. My grandparents were out here working the fucking fields. My grandparents were out here, f- modern day slavery, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, that's and that's the area that Jay Curves and I come from. We come from the country mm-hmm. of California that was being, you know, um, populated by migrant field workers. So we're very different because we come from people that are considered almost like you know, like the Hicks of Mexico, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like very different gente de rancho. So it's just very different because Chicanos and gente de rancho, like it's very, very different. Cholos and cholas, very different than like narc, narcos and stuff. So it's just a lot of nuances, but new drinking game. Drink every time Christian calls Joe old. <laughs> It, look, it happens a lot, everybody. I'm used to it, but it yeah. Well, no, from you. <laughs> I know that's what I'm yeah. saying. I feel, and I catch myself, and I'm like, "Fuck!" But like, I have to say it. <laughs> Why? Because we're making a point here, you know, in terms of generation. Now, I would say Joe's energy. I feel like him, Jay Curves, and I went to high school together. Like, yeah. you might have been two grades above us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but we're here to talk about Drag Race Spain, Christian. That's what we're here to talk about. And you, España. I brought you on. It was just going to be me for this episode, but I brought you on because you were like, I just saw the new episode and tell everybody what you think of this first episode. You guys, Drag Race España has reinvigorated my lust for the Drag Race franchise. Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't let me down. I'm so excited to talk about it. As you can tell, my energy level today is like more motivated because these whores served, bitch. Yeah. Especially when it comes to looks, especially when it comes to humor, when it comes to personality. Um, I would say this cast is strong as fuck. And I can't wait to see it. I was a big fan of season one, and I'm already a big fan of season two. Were there any memorable moments, memorable looks, memorable cause this is like I and I think everyone should know who's listening. This is not gonna be a full recap. This is just two friends. Kikin about having to, I did, I just watched the episode right now and I have a few notes but um but it's not really like okay then first thing is uh this person walked in and what do you think and it's not that it's just things that you remember things you want to talk about think you know very very casual you know something that I like about this franchise you guys is that this is the one franchise where I don't really feel like I need to know the references that they're making, mm-hmm. especially like the first category that they walked on the runway, mm-hmm. because they, they the way that they're able to describe who they're referencing in mm-hmm. their language. Now, I know if you don't speak Spanish, well, you're kind of fucked, but I get it. 
I'm like, oh, I don't even need to know who the fuck so-and-so was referencing because I see it. I get what they're selling. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They yeah. drive, they deliver the message. And I would say they're more charismatic. Whereas like, if I'm watching even UK, I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And I speak English and I'm like, uh, I don't get the fucking reference, you know? Well, yeah. And, so and you famously I, have announced you don't read books. Right. I don't read books. And <laughs> yeah, so Drag Race España. I really liked Gloria Trevi, obviously. Um, I didn't know that she was big in Spain. If you guys don't know, she's very controversial. Oh, she is. So Gloria Trevi was in Brazil mm-hmm. and was arrested and held in prison for two years in Brazil <gasps> when she was very young. Like, she wasn't even an adult. She might have been 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and because she was accidentally... So she was groomed by her manager who was her husband, who kind of, like, married her when she was, like, a teenager. Oh, really? And, yeah, so she was there for human trafficking because she was accidentally getting girls for him. Wait, how are you accidentally getting girls? She's she's 16, 17, 18. She's a pop star. These girls identify with her because she was, like, the Madonna of Mexico during that time, you guys. She, her famous, like, her big, one of her first biggest hits is Dr. Psiquiatra, which is about, like, the teacher in school telling her she needs to go see the school therapist because she's too much. And it's really just her having ADD. Um, and then the other one is, uh, a mí me gusta andar con pelos sueltos, which means, like, she just wants to let her big curly hair down. And you guys, if you look up pictures of her back then, big curly hair, very 80s, super cute. But that's when she was coming up. Mm-hmm. And so she's a fucking big deal, but she's very controversial, but she's huge for the gays because she's always been a big gay icon in Latin mm-hmm. America, okay. kind of like Madonna is here. Okay. Or globally, I should say. For Madonna. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that I loved her energy here. And something I noticed, you guys, the judges don't have uh, little zingers written out for them like they do on Drag Race U.S., where, okay, Rue's clearly reading off a script, Michelle, Ross, Carson. So, you know, um, Javier Ambrosi and uh, Javier Calvo, right? Mm-hmm. That's both of the male. They're writers. They wrote Veneno. Yeah. So, like, they are really saying those things off the cuff. Gloria Trevi wasn't reading off of a script that they mm-hmm. wrote for her when she was giving feedback. Yeah. She was just fully being herself and that's what i love about drag race espana too they're more present mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like oh i have to clock in we have to record this episode we're gonna be on set all day they're like happy to be there everyone is happy to be filming they're just happy to have a show now uh, while you read the discord because people are correcting you about things i'm gonna say javier calvo last year he wasn't doing it for me in terms of looks but now with the new dark hair Oh my god, he is super so sexy, right? Hot with the dark hair. He, why would he be go blonde? Is he a natural blonde or is he uh, he should be the dark hair? That, that's I love how girl. Hell no, he's not a natural blonde. Okay, I don't know anything. What do I know? What do I know? His blonde hair was super platinum. That's oh, like rarely, it? rarely. All right, yeah. Um. I thought it was really funny. I can't believe none of the queens have done it before where they all hide before the girl comes in. 
I right? Really the entrances funny. were fun. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only notes I really have, you, to be honest with you. <laughs> what what queens really stood out to you, Joe? What I don't know their names. Like? I don't know their names. I it's a little tough. It is a little tough to remember the names, but for for me, like for the entrances, I really liked Onyx, who I think was yes, the episode. I liked right? her and I liked when she walked in and she looked to the side and she went, No. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And um Super good queen. I mm-hmm. loved her looks. I mean, she really served. Um, I'm happy that she won. I really like the one that's Drag Vulcan's daughter, Sad- yeah. Sadla Drag. I don't know the their name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she walked in with a big uh, religious symbology yes. everywhere. And then I guess she got in trouble for it a couple of years ago or something. I didn't really understand what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Because she was on like on like a public television show doing an act and she was like recreating some virgin mary thing Mm -hmm. and like of course spain you know Mm -hmm. they're gonna be pressed but it was only a small population but she's you know a cool queen who does a lot of dope performance art um who else was really popping that i really really liked the other one that was in the top Mm-hmm. Marina, the non-binary princess. Of, oh uh, yes, uh huh. She's dope as fuck. And then I really liked the other one. What is she? She fully flashed her dick. She fully flashed her dick on the runway. Is that what it was? I thought it was tucked. No, she fully flashed her. I mean, they fully flashed their penis, and uh, that's why they were like, "Oh fuck," because they they were recreating. So, you guys, that's another big thing. A big difference is that they call them those transvestites. So, yo soy transvesti, yo soy transvesti. So, if you guys don't get, that means that they're street walking like that. They're mm-hmm. not just a drag queen. They're, they're fucking in full, their full transvestite hooker fantasy. Uh-huh. And so, she was referencing an iconic uh, woman that would do it in a very classy way, I guess. And, or, um, you know, and so, yes. And then something else that I really, really liked was, um, I was going to point out a question for you. Cause I actually really liked Marina's outfit when she walked in, uh, with the blue and white stripe. The Gautier, the Gautier latex vibe. So fucking good. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was actually thinking, I wonder what Christian's going to think of this look. On the mini challenge, what did you think about the the diff- did you think the right person won the mini challenge? The fat person with the mm-hmm. nylon the nylon boobs or whatever. I like I liked her interpretation. It was very divine. I really like her. Her name's Estrella Extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I do remember her name. I like her a lot. I like her personality. She she just reminds me of a Spanish divine. Okay. I could see that. I was actually mm-hmm. I was thinking divine during that mini challenge. I could see it. Krishna, guys, everyone, Krishna is so distracted by the chat room right now. He is looking at it. Well, look, they, they pop up about everything, Christian. And so then. I love it. Okay. So then, uh, the mini challenge, I thought the mini challenge was fine. I always like a good photo challenge. And they had actually, I wonder, is that, is that the first trans male pit crew member? Um, yep. That's what they were saying. Yeah. In the history of the show. That's very, very, mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, I love that representation matters. Maybe you could explain to me because I was taking notes. I wasn't able to follow it. One of the drag queens has a problem with the one from the Dominican Republic. I can't remember who, and I couldn't understand why. What happened? Yes, Jota Carajota. Yeah. So Jota 
uh, 18 years old, gypsy, has a girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know if you caught yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that because she's bi. Her name's Julia. Or them, sorry, they're yeah. bi. Yeah. And um, they had beef because apparently they called the Amantes drag group. Like, she's like, oh, I thought that they all looked like like amphibians or frogs. Yeah. So I called them like, ra- like she basically called them drag frogs yeah. instead of their drag group name. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the amante popped off on social media. And then the next time they saw each other in the club, the amante went up to Jota and was like, oh my God, cariño, hola, besos, you know. That was it. Maybe she just didn't want to address it. Maybe she just wanted to say, let's just move on from it, girl. It was a misunderstanding. You know, we had an actual Spaniard on uh, last season for a few of the episodes. We only did like three episodes. I don't know if he'd come back. I don't think he wanted to do it every week. But uh, one of the things he told us and he was sort of disappointed with is they essentially call each other faggots on this show. But they changed the subtitle to something else. And yeah, they call each other faggots hardcore. They call each other because Joto and Jota basically uh-huh. means so Jota basically means female faggot. Yeah. And Maricon, they call each other Maricon yeah. left and right. And Maricon is like a very derogatory word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying that they cleaned it up for the subtitles and he thought that was mm-hmm. sort of disappointing. It wasn't living up to what they were saying in the culture and whatnot. So overall, so let's just, uh, do you have any other thoughts on the episode? Again, this is just a casual thing. Did, did the right person go home? Who went home? What was the name of that person? I do think, uh, Marisa Prisa. Yeah. Marisa Prisa, I was not mad that she went home, to be honest. I didn't think she did that strong. Um, but I did think that there were other people who didn't do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not mad at who went home. And someone's asking, I thought Jota was a dance. Jota actually means the letter J mm-hmm. in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then people use the word Joto okay. to, to say fag. That's another word for maricón. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then what's dope about Latin language is, like, we can play up the masculine, the femme terms. It's like what Pangina was saying on the pit stop mm-hmm. last week. Uh, it's like in other cultures, we play with mask and femme pronouns for nouns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like you can have a lot of fun with language. That's why there's a lot of nuance and everything's very regional. And I think something I heard um, that Pangina also has mentioned before in an interview was in Thailand, every day that you're not there, you're missing new lingo. Language evolves that quickly, especially in the queer community. Okay. So think like very ballroom vibes here in Harlem. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where most of our queer lingo comes from and that's where pop culture gets everything from. But it's very similar. I would say in places like Mexico, places like Spain. Yeah. What did you think of that lip sync, by the way? I thought it was really sloppy. Yeah. I I liked it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But then it just got a little too sloppy for me. But Samantha said they want the circus. They want the Samantha circus. I'm going to give them the Samantha circus. So she pulled up with a concha this time mm-hmm. and gave them the circus. Um Christian, you're okay. I'm gonna start doing the thing I do with Lori and Taylor, where they're well, Taylor, I can't control, but Lori's not allowed to look at the chat room. 
and whatnot. The Christian literally was in the middle of a sentence and stopped and looked at the chat room. Well, no, it's because um, Ricardo, yes, yes, it, it, yeah, it's, I guess it's also a dance, but Jota means the letter J. Okay, like I want everyone to know. And- we're just talking about the fucking episode of Drag Race Spain. We did not, I did not come on here and say, this is going to be, uh, the, 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 the everything Spain explained, uh, this, uh, this is not Drag Race Explain Ya, okay? I, uh. <laughs> drag Race Explain Ya? <laughs> yeah, that's not what this is. So, we're just talking. We're two friends kicking. There's nothing, there's no, we don't even have fact checks. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh my god! It's, you know, but the girls are here for Drag Race Explain Ya, babe. Yeah. <laughs> they want it. Um, Joe, you and I got to teach like a phonetics class or some shit, language and rationality. <laughs> I'll see if I can bring on Raul with us. I'll I'll, call, I'll text Raul and I'll say, "Come on with me and Christian, and we'll just key key about the episode." Fun fact: I have a very Hispanic middle name, Guillermo, mm-hmm. which is Spanish for William. Mm-hmm. Very traditional. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it would be really cool to get, you know, a uh, native. Um, one of my coworkers, actually, her name's Flora. She is mm-hmm. from Barcelona. Yeah. She'd be down to explain some shit. So we can have her on. She's uh, She lives here in the Bay Area, so she's on our time. Raul's very cool. And he lives in West Hollywood. And he works oh, in dope. television. And he's like a gay Spaniard. And he's like seven feet tall. <laughs> crazy. Okay, so when are we all going to go to dinner? We need a Lori... Who okay? Who are your dolls? Who are the afterthought dolls that live? Well, in? okay, I have bad news for you. Because I, 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 I don't like to lie, Christian. I don't like to lie, and I'm going to tell you something that's going to be a little upsetting. Okay, there's a. <laughs> so we already, and we've had this plan for like a year. There's already an afterthought host uh, brunch plan for next Sunday, not this Sunday. The following Sunday. Okay, bitch. So add some hosts to the reservation. <laughs> I'll add talk to them. To the I will talk to them. I will talk to them. But we've had, but you'd mentioned that now because here's what it is. The occasion was one of our hosts got married in August. This was supposed to happen before the wedding. Then we moved it to right okay. after the wedding. Then it was COVID. Then it was raining. Then it was Lori somehow got involved. I don't remember what that was. Then it was scheduling. Then it was people. So now it's almost a year fucking later and we're finally doing so it. Now, so now it's we have some three new bad bitch hosts up in this bitch uh-huh. and we need to add the dolls to the list, to the resi. Where are you guys going to go? You know what? We'll get a table next to you guys. That would be more fun. That would be so funny. Okay, so it was originally going to be this is a real this is a true story. It was originally going to be like this bougie brunch place in West Hollywood. Okay, named. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, because it didn't last okay. long, right? Because okay. we were like, Lori's going to look at this menu and be like, "This is this shit's too healthy." So we we talked it out and we talked it out and we talked it out, and the only thing we could agree on was a cheesecake factory. I'm recording. I love Cheesecake Factory, bitch. Which one are you guys going to? The one at the Grove? No, not the one at the Grove. We'll talk later. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, any other thoughts on Drag Race Spain? Have you told all your casual Kiki thoughts on Drag Race Spain, Christian? 
I mean, I, I just really like the looks. I really like the effort. I really like their attitude. They're, they look like they really want to be there and they're truly enjoying themselves. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you guys, like, this shit should be fun. It's something I was talking about, Joe, with earlier. Like, you should remember this is fun. Doing the podcast is fun. Joe and I being a part of this Spotify podcasting cohort, we should have fun. Let's make the most of it, you know? And drag is fun. Okay, well, we'll leave it on that. Christian, thank you so much. Have fun with your friend. Everyone listening, we're going to be bringing you, there'll be some sort of drag topic at the top of the show, like I said at the beginning, and then we will, any any foreign language uh, drag race show is now going to be covered in this way. So we'll see you guys uh, next week with, I guess, episode two of Drag Race Spine. Christian, thank you. And ask the dolls if they want a La Mazdraga recap, because season five is about to start. We'll do a La Mazdraga recap. Ooh, so exciting. All right, goodbye. Bye, guys.